Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to Wednesday, November 4th, year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. All hell, Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Welcome to a brand new Ralph Report for this November 4th. A little programming note before we move forward. The next hour is going to be 100% politics and election news free. Stop guarantee. Because I just can't and I won't. And enough and I can't and I just won't and I can't. Last night was too much and I'm just, I'm going to spend the next hour not thinking about it. And then when we turn off the microphones, I'll go back to thinking about it again. But for the next hour, and I hope you'll join us on this journey. Yes into just blissful ignorance where we're just not going to pay yes, any attention. just nonsense for an hour. That's right. Nice. Let's just do that. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself. Please welcome Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho, indeed. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today, kids. First of all, it's Wednesday. Wednesdays are always fun because we take a look at a smash hit song that an artist had, and that artist was never quite able to recapture that kind of glory again. So, an uh, interesting one from the 90s today. Mm, okay. Coming from an artist from the Great White North up there in Canada. Okay. So, we'll uh, talk about that in a little bit. Also, we have all the entertainment news, and we got a visit. From our pal in the UK, Mr. Steve Ashton. Yay. Our UK correspondent will be dropping by with his UK update. We've got your phone calls. We've got so much to get to today. Before we do, however, I got to say, Coop may not have want, wanted to start this fight. Did he wake a sleeping giant? Well, we still haven't heard from Cerber. Oh, we haven't heard from Cerber and yet? Cerber, if you're out there, what's up? Let us know. Send up a send up a flare or something. Let us know you're okay. It's a little unnerving. He hasn't responded. He's been He's cooking uh, something up. A little too quiet <laughs> during this sort of three way battle for uh, jingle supremacy between Jennifer Stewart and of course John Cooperman is stoking the flames. And Cerber's just he's just lurking. He's just sitting in the weeds, sitting back. Either he's just checked out and he's just he won't he's not gonna play he's playing it smart or he is uh he's cooking something he's gonna let them take each other out and then he'll be the last man standing he's a smart man uh jennifer however (laughs) is very prolific she's able to crank out an enormous amount of material in a short amount of time and it's all pretty awesome (laughs) so cooperman may have bit (laughs) off more than he can chew although a cliche day was yesterday he may have bit off a little bit more than he could chew in this particular case. Jennifer Stewart once again sending in a brand new full-length song. Jeez, wow. This song is uh, dedicated to the animals in the Zoo of Terror. Ah. Specifically the murder hornets <laughs> and also uh, the mutating 
cloning crayfish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah, she has uh, worked them into a song that is pretty goddamn awesome. I thought you'd all like to hear it. Here's a little, here's the latest hit from our pal Jennifer Stewart. I almost said Schmidt. Stewart. It's a different Jen. Jen Schmidt. We had too many Jennifers in the garment. <laughs> Jennifer Stewart. That would have rhymed, though. Latest hit from Jen Schmidt would have rhymed. That would have been good. I think that's why I was reaching for it. Latest hit from Jennifer Stewart. It's pretty magical. Here you go. The Murder Hornets. Special appearance by Eddie Pence in there. It's the Eddie Pence remix. Feature, featuring Eddie Pence. Who knew? Wow. You had such musical talent. You could retch in time. <laughs> I, I, I never considered murder hornets and uh, mutant crayfish to have a tropical flair. But, I didn't either. But now I'm all for it. it uh, considering the, the uh, murder hornets come from Asia, I believe. <laughs> and, uh, well, I guess the uh, the crayfish come from... Uh, they're in the south, they're right? In the south. A little tropical. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Excellent work wow. there, Jennifer Stewart. So good. With her brand new Calypso hit, Murder Hornets. Uh, so much fun. Brie so. didn't get a warning, though, before I started retching in that song. Oh, that's so. true. Sorry, Brie. Brie, grab your cup. I guess it's a little late for that now. Uh, Coop, I guess. Uh, Balls in your court, I suppose. Anyway, thank you for sending that in, Jennifer. You're a super talented lady. And I'll be posting that uh, via Patreon for everybody to uh, download if you're so inclined. Before we get to the show itself, it's time to give out our Citizen of the Week. A lot of people reached out like uh, Jessica C. and others suggesting this man get our award for the Citizen of the Week. And I think it's well-deserved. This week, our award goes to Dwight Turner. Dwight Turner 
This won't surprise you to know that he's uh, down there in Florida. Okay. He has <laughs> uh, filed a lawsuit, Eddie Pence. Oh, really? 50-year-old man has filed a lawsuit against Michael Pogi. Pogi. Michael Pogi. Okay. Michael runs an animal sanctuary for rare and endangered animals. All right. And he put an ad up saying, if you would like to come to the uh, enclosure there where he's got his animals mm-hmm. for $150, he Pence, for the low, low price of $150, yeah. you can get the full contact experience with a black leopard. What? No. Yeah. No. Why would you want that? You get to enter the enclosure. No. And you get the full contact experience, which allows you to play with the black leopard. It doesn't want to play with you. Rub its belly. Oh, God. And take pictures with it. <laughs> So Dwight Turner says to himself, he says, hey, 150 bucks, that's a pretty good bargain. Oh my God. I'm going to head on down there and get that full contact experience this isn't gonna be good. with that endangered black panther, or oh. black leopard, rather. How often do you get, a, get your picture taken with a black leopard? <sighs> well, Eddie Pence, maybe you can see where this is going. Oh, I, I think I know. As soon as he entered the leopard's enclosure, <laughs> the black leopard immediately turned and started mauling <laughs> Dwight Turner. Injuries so severe oh. that his, uh, this is from his lawyer. Oh, God. This is in the lawsuit. Uh, his scalp oh God, was hanging from his head oh. and his right ear was torn in half. Oh. According mm. to Turner's lawyer. No. The cat went for the jugular, took Turner's head in its mouth, uh, the ear was pretty much removed, and the uh, scalp was hanging off his skull. So um, Dwight, oh, unhappy awful. with his purchase, has filed a lawsuit against the owner, uh, Michael Pogge, saying that's not what he signed up for. <laughs> he didn't sign up for the mauling. Now, I would no, beg to differ. Okay. I would beg to differ. If you're going in for the full contact experience with a black leopard, I think he got more than his money's worth, quite <laughs> frankly. he He stole it. He, he stole that mauling. Nothing more full contact with no, a black leopard than, than to have the leopard wrap its jaws around your skull. And deglove your scalp. <laughs> and rip your scalp off. Good God. How much more full contact experience can you get than that? He was undercharged. You'd have to me. mate with the black leopard <laughs> to get a to get a more of a full contact did, experience. Did he not sign some sort of waiver before getting into a cage with a le- le- black leopard? I can't imagine they would let him get in there without signing some sort of what? waiver i don't get the sense that uh, this owner michael pogey and his uh, animal sanctuary that he runs out of his house has a lot of paperwork involved with the visit for 150 bucks when you show up god i'm thinking the cat probably lives in a trailer in the behind his house and you just open the door and he throws the guy in and closes the door again doesn't even say here if it was a cage or not i was assuming the enclosure was a cage i don't know whose side i'm on on this um, I'm on, on neither side. I'm just an avid spectator of watching I would like humanity those, decline. I would like those two men to both go into the enclosure <laughs> uh, with uh, with knives. God. And then whoever comes out gets to face the black leopard. Gets to face the black leopard, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully with some fresh wounds. Oh. So, Dwight, congratulations. You may, not, uh, you may not win your lawsuit, but you have won today's Ralph Report Citizen of the Week. Lost an ear. He did. See? Frightening. Now, look, if I had the power 
to communicate with animals the way that I want, right. I could have gone in that enclosure and, and, and stopped it. Stopped it. I could straighten things out. Just because you communicate with another creature doesn't mean you can control the creature. But I could have said, look, Blackie. It's probably his nickname. <laughs> sure it is. Blackie the leopard. Or Leps. <laughs> Call him Leps. <laughs> Call him Leps. <laughs> Sounds like a leper. Um, Blackie, look, this guy's coming in. He just wants yeah. to rub your belly and hang out and get a picture. Right. Are we good? Are, no, he's, are he's, we good? He's like, yeah, we're good. All right. Then, Fuck this guy. And then he takes him on. And you're you're sitting there talking to him in leopard speak. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, fuck this guy. Oh. You can't control him just because you can talk to him. You can't be trusted, Blackie. You went right back on your word. <laughs> Another thing, stop calling me Blackie. <laughs> Once again, my powers of... Communication with communicating with animals have let me down. Yeah. Sadly, because again, you want the power of control, not communication. But that's how you. That's see, Eddie, you're assuming the worst. <laughs> I think that communication is the source of all of all. You know, compromise. It's it's the way we get along in the world by understanding each other and and sharing our thoughts and feelings. No, I don't think so. I do. Anyway. All right. Let's take a, turn our attention to you guys, the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. It's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week for you. You can leave your uh, feelings, your thoughts, your comments, your questions. All is heard. I listen to each and every voicemail message. Then I grab a handful of them. We put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Hey, Bree, grab your cup. No, the other way. You're supposed to reverse. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Bree, grab your cup. There you go. There we go. Because uh, we're going to be checking in with John. John was our uh, Garmy member who had the food poisoning. Oh, right. You may remember he threw up on himself right. in the bathtub listening to our show. <laughs> we're just that good. Yeah. And a lot, of, point. a lot of people reached out and said, is John okay? You know, he's been sick for a couple of days. Have you heard from him? Is he all right? I'm happy to announce John has checked in to give us an update on how he's feeling. Hi, ho, Ralph. Uh, Odie, this is John Fink, three-star general from San Diego and recent food poisoning enthusiast. Um, I just wanted to call in and apologize to Bree. Uh, I am uh, sorry for that. I'm a massage therapist. I've been one for 23 years now, and I did a rough estimate, and I've touched over 20,000 naked bodies, so Me I don't too. have that gross filter anymore, and Same. I forget that people do. My apologies. Uh, also to Eric from Clearwater, thank you for your concern, my friend. Uh, I thought you would be able to appreciate the fact that one of the main uh, remedies that helped me get through the food poisoning were transdermal cannabis patches mm -hmm. that I would just peel and stick on my belly to help it feel nice and stony and relaxed and better. So I thought of you when I was peeling and sticking on my belly. All right. I did have a... Uh, happy hit request if i could uh you know everybody's going to be in kind of a funk this week so i've always been taught that you can only displace funk with more funk and one of the best uh funk songs i can think of is funkin for jamaica by tom brown so uh, hopefully we can get that going and uh, exercise some of the funk demons all right 
LMB. Nope. Peace. Never heard of it. <laughs> Rejecting that oh, song. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know you were going to just flat out reject a song. Well, like look. You can. It's what played his call. Listen to his request. It's a request. <laughs> it's not a demand. Plus, today's happy. It's already spoken for. Oh, okay. One of my one of my favorites. Gotcha. So we're gonna get to that in a little bit. <laughs> um, hey, you know Eddie doesn't understand me. Period. And then new sentence. Especially when it comes to my desire to be able to communicate with the animals. Yeah, I don't. He's just always assuming something uh, dark is, nefarious, uh, yes. is is behind it. My motivations are not pure. Thank God for for uh, Bridget from Long Island. She gets me. She understands me. Yo, it's Bridget from Long Island. You know, Ralph, I disagree with Eddie. Thank I don't you. think you want, you know, to be able to talk to the animals just so you could destroy everybody, <laughs> though I'm sure that would be a lovely perk. Thank you. I believe you want to use it for your own nefarious purposes. You know, find out what chick just got dumped by her boyfriend and is maybe, you know, a little bit on the vulnerable side or, you know, maybe talk to some cat or some shit like that and find out that, oh, shit, this chick's a real kinky ass bitch and, you know, right up my alley. All right. That's why I think you want to talk to the animals. Okay. That's just my opinion All lmfb right. so one thinks i'm just trying for world domination <laughs> and you think i'm just trying to uh uh satiate my carnal pleasures bridget is that your plan Nobody knows me, man. <laughs> Nobody gets me. I'm all about love. I'm all about peace. Right. I'm all about kindness. Uh -huh. And communication. Uh, that's communication. What, that's what it's all about. You people. Right. Hey, uh, Edwin. Uh huh. There's another Edwin calling in. I remember. Who's just like you, apparently. We found out yesterday that Eddie Pence had a chance to nail a hot chick in his dreams and passed because he's married what? in real life. It's the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever heard. Well, apparently all Edwins are alike. Hi, Ralph. It's Edwin from La Mirada. Odie, we have something in common. I've had the same dream where a beautiful woman is coming on to me and I turn her down. I thought I was the only guy that did that. You are. And I was crazy. You are. So I'm so glad that you said that happened to you. Once I dreamed, I was in Dolly Parton's dressing room. Mm. She's coming on to me, and I'm like, oh, sorry, Miss Parton. I can't. I'm married. Ugh. So, Eddie, thank you for making me not feel like such a loser. I. Is it possible you're both losers? No. Is that possibility? No. We're just dedicated men. In, in your dream worlds? <laughs> it's still who you are. It's still part of what you are. Whether you're, you, whether you're dreaming or not, it's who you are. Come on. You're very core. Eddie, what have you done for me lately? You know, Eddie has taken on a uh, secret identity here on the show. Eddie has become Odie. Uh, yes. Well, apparently it's good to know Odie finally has a last name. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Odie Gahuff. I have no message whatsoever. I just wanted to say Odie Gahuff. Because Odie Gahuff is a great thing to say. Odegaard, Odegaard, LMB, Odegaard. Yesterday, Eddie thought everyone was in store for giggles and guffaws and guffs, which apparently is a thing. Why not? If guffaws can be, why can't a guffaw? A guffaw is a thing. It's mm -hmm. a word. A guff, however, is uh, nonsense. And so I think that's Odie's last name. Odegaard. 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 And listen up, kids. And I've said this many times, and it's it's personally hurtful to me that I have to repeat myself when it comes to this, because it makes me believe maybe that you don't think I'm sincere when I say this, and I absolutely am. 
if you're drunk and you want to call the Ralph Report hotline, just jot down the idea and then wait till you're sober. If it was, if it was a good idea when you're drunk, yeah. it'll be a good idea when you're sober. Yeah. And I'm not saying this for me. I, I don't mind when you call in drunk. I'm protecting you people because the last thing you want is for me to play a phone call like this that comes from you. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Eddie. Yo, what was that? Anyways, uh, to go back, I love the, I love the, what is going on? Good question. A good question, indeed. <laughs> what is going that on? It? That was it. <laughs> That was the entirety of did the he, phone did call. Did he realize he was on a phone? I was like, what the hell is going I, on? I, I don't know what caught him by surprise, <laughs> but I guarantee the next morning, either he did not remember that phone call or was regretting it. Wow. So please, again, please take my advice. <laughs> don't don't call in drunk because I will use it. I'll play it and then we'll make fun of you. You don't want that to happen. <laughs> and lastly, you know, we like to start the show with a little upbeat music, something a little peppy, a little zippy. Something to make you feel a little bit better about your day. We call them the happy hits. Here's today's. Hi, Ralph. I have a suggestion for a happy hit. You were talking about Cab Calloway a couple weeks ago and Blues Brothers, mm -hmm. and it started making me think about my dad and how that was his favorite movie, and he died 12 years ago. But he would watch and rewind that scene where they are performing so many times. And just watch the scene where they're, I'm sorry, where they're performing Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. He would just rewind, rewind, rewind. And I love that scene so much. And I feel like that song, when you hear it, you can't help but start clapping and tapping your toes and dancing, much like the crowd uh, that they won over in the movie. Um, you just can't resist and can't help yourself. So anyway, I just wanted to leave my suggestion for a happy hit. Love you, mean it, bye. Absolutely. This one's going out to you and your dad. Hopefully it brings back some good memories. This is a great number from a goddamn perfect film, The Blues yep. Brothers. Everybody needs somebody to love. Come on. Mm, mm. 
Doesn't it make you just want to go watch that movie oh, right oh, now? Love that song. Love that movie. Uh, that performance. So good. All right, kids. Thanks to everybody who called in today. Truly appreciate it. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but you know what you got to do? You got to call me. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look at folks who passed away on this day, November 4th, throughout history, and pay tribute to their lives and their legacies in a segment called Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, Dad. Hello, Dad. Hello, Dad. November 4th, the year is 1847, and Felix Mendelssohn died, famous German composer and pianist. Died at the age of 38. Oh. He created so much great music in his short lifetime. Who knows what he would have been capable of if he didn't have a stroke and die at the age of 38. Mm. What did he do? I guarantee you, Eddie Pence. Yeah. I guarantee <laughs> that you have heard Felix Mendelssohn's work. Okay. I'm going to play something for okay. you. Okay. If you've ever attended a wedding, oh. you've heard the work of Felix Mendelssohn. When the bride and groom are walking back up the the aisle. Yeah. That's uh, the Wedding March by Mm. Felix Mendelssohn. On this day in 1869, George Peabody passed away. Famous philanthropist, American-British entrepreneur who started off dirt poor and eventually rose to be one of the richest men in America. Started in the dry goods business, later went into banking, and um, then he moved to London where he was the most noted American banker, able to establish America's international credit there and just so rich by the time he died. So he took his money and he started investing it in philanthropy. He was considered the father, the father of modern philanthropy. Started the Peabody Trust and the Peabody Institute, uh, gave a ton of money to charities and started organizations dedicated to educating the underprivileged. He was uh, quite the guy. Awarded the Congressional Gold Medal and also made a freeman of the city of London, amongst many other honors. He died on this day at the age of 74. He did a lot of shit. He sure did. Damn. 1955 on this day, Cy Young, Ah. American baseball legend, Hall of Fame pitcher, died of a heart attack at the age of 88 on this day in 1955. In 1980, Elsie McGill, a Canadian aeronautical engineer. She was the first female in Canada to get a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. Huh. Died at the age of 75. And in the year 1982, Dominique Dunn, the actress, died on this day. Dunn. Yes. She was best known to playing the uh, eldest kid 
of the family in Poltergeist. She played okay. Dana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I always thought she was a super talented actress. Yeah. And uh, sadly, she died at the age of 23. She was strangled by an ex-boyfriend. Ugh, God. And I always thought she had a bright future as an actress. Yeah. And in that film, she gets a raw deal because they kind of ship her off about halfway through yeah. the film to go stay with some friends. And all she does is get to go back when the house is sort of imploding on itself and start screaming. And then they throw her in the car and they drive away with her. She really, she missed out on all the good, juicy, spooky stuff. What the fuck happened? What happened? What happened? What's happening? Dana, get in the car. Going to a motel. 1995. Yitzhak Rabin, Prime Minister of Israel, was assassinated on this day in 1995, the age of 73. In 1995, also, Eddie Egan, American actor and former New York City police detective, died at the age of 65. Eddie Egan was the real cop in the French Connection story. Okay. Cop I Doyle was based on Eddie okay. Egan. Eddie wow. was in the French Connection. Yeah. He played Gene Hackman's superior in that movie, and then he became a full-time actor. He left the NYPD hmm. blue and became a full-time actor, usually playing cops. Yeah. yeah. In the year 2002, Antonio Margariti. Hey, Antonio <laughs> Margariti, how you go? Oh, Antonio, you make so many good films. You make it Italian films. Everybody likes it so much. Actually, he was an awful filmmaker. Made some real stinkers. He made a bunch of low-budget exploitation films in the 60s and 70s. Oh, really? Actually, well into the 80s. Responsible for one of the worst movies I personally have ever seen. What? You probably like it. It's called Your, the Hunter from the Future. Have you ever seen this movie? I don't think I have. With Reb Brown, who was the actor who played Captain America in those bad Captain yeah. America TV movies. I don't think I've ever seen that. Your. The Hunter from the Future. I'm going to have to look it up. He plays a, a futuristic spaceman who goes to a planet that is prehistoric. And so... <laughs> is this in your video vault? Can uh, I borrow it? I don't know. I don't think... I think this one was stinking up the vault so bad we had to have the exterminators come in and take it out. Here's a little bit of the trailer for your The Hunter from the Future. <laughs> he is the warrior known as... Your. His medallion holds the key to his destiny. His courage makes him master of a world in chaos. His enemy uses the weapons of tomorrow to enslave a primitive planet. But his passion for freedom will set his people free. You're the hunter from the future. What a stinker. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah, it sounds like it's perfect for you. Cue that one up. You'll probably enjoy your the hunter. <laughs> you're the, the hunter from the future. Y O R <laughs> is his name. And it's very confusing to say out loud. It looks better on paper than it does in dialogue, which is not ideal no. when a movie's full of dialogue and they keep calling him your. Me? me? Mine? Your? Your? No, it's yours. In 2005, <laughs> Milt Holland, American drummer, percussionist, and ethnomusiologist. Nope. Almost had it. Ethnomusicologist ah. died at the age of 88. He was one of the great percussionists in recorded music. He worked for that uh, backup band that I talked about before, The Wrecking Crew. These were the guys who laid down yeah. the tracks for all the hits in the 60s and yeah. 70s. He was a part of that gang, but he was also an extensive um, student 
of percussion and music from around the world. He would often travel to places around the world to learn from the best and then come back and bring those techniques to popular music here in Mm. the States, which led him to a bunch of weird gigs. For example, Disney hired him in 1953 to be the uh, a musical accompaniment for Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. Okay. So all those bells you hear that's when she's ringing, that's him. And he also had another weird gig in the 60s. Remember the series Bewitched? Yeah. When Samantha S- Stevens would wiggle her nose right. to, to cast a spell? That's him. That's him. He had to do that. I could have done that. Could you have? Yes. If they said to you, come up with a cool sound for Samantha's nose when she twitches it for a a spell to be cast. I'm not shortchanging everything else he did, but I could have done that. You would have been, that would have been your, every time Samantha tried to (laughs) blink Darren into his office, (laughs) you'd hear that instead. Instead of this. That's much better. I could have done that. You couldn't have. Uh, In 2008, Michael Crichton died. Hmm. American author, died at the age of 66. What a fascinating life this guy had. Graduated from Harvard Medical School with an MD. Never practiced medicine. He decided, I want to be a writer instead. So he goes through medical school, comes out and says, no, I'm going to start writing books. Always fascinates me when people do things like that. They go to law school or they go to med school and they're like, eh, no. His future just laid out in front of him and he just balked. He just said, no, it's not for me. I'm going to do this instead. And it worked out for him. Don't get me wrong. But... The average person, if you're making that investment in medical school and then yeah. you cast it all aside. The time and the money. That's it, balls. That's crazy. 26 novels the guy wrote. Andromeda Strain, The Terminal Man, The Great Train Robbery, Congo, Jurassic Park, Rising Sun, The Lost World, Timeline, Prey, State of Fear, goes on and on and on. But of course, he was also involved in film and television as well. He wrote and directed Westworld which is a movie that I still love. Yeah. Much more so than the HBO series, which is way too fucking serious for me. <laughs> uh, he also directed Coma, based on his own book, uh, The Great Train Robbery, also based on his book, Looker, Runaway. He directed Runaway with Tom Selleck and oh, Gene, oh, yeah, Gene, Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, with the spiders. Yeah, the, the acid-spitting the deadly spiders. Inject, acid-injecting spiders <laughs> and the bullets that follow you wherever That's you right, go. That's right, the heat-seeking bullets. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> so bad, but I loved it. Anyway, he died on this day. Uh, in, two, in 2011, Andy Rooney, television icon Andy Rooney, died. He was the guy on 60 Minutes yeah. who would always complain about things. <laughs> like around this time of year, you'd probably hear him say this. Thanksgiving is our most American holiday, and it's good because we don't have to do anything on Thanksgiving, except maybe eat turkey and watch football. That's why I object to the way it's being squeezed out by Christmas. Why can't people enjoy Thanksgiving more? Even as a child watching 60 Minutes, with my, my parents would sit there and watch, and I have to be watching because he had one TV in the house. Right. And he would come on. I would see, like, why, what is he doing? Why does he have a job? Even as a child, I would wonder why he, he... had one job, which is to complain about the most minute things in America. For five life. minutes once a week. Yes, that was his gig. And it boggled my mind as a child. Made him a huge star. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Matheson. American screenwriter who gave us E.T. She died at the age of 65 on this day in 2015. She was married to Harrison Ford for a period of time as well. In 2016, Eddie Harsh, Canadian keyboardist, member of the Black Crows, died at the age of 
And you know what we do at this point? We find a food related to someone who passed away on this day, and we run it past Daddy Pence to see if it's something that he'd be willing to eat, or maybe at least stick up his ass and then pull it out again. Mm. We haven't really found a lot of things you're sticking up your no, ass these no. days. It'll be um, something. We talk about the food, and then we find out if Eddie would eat it by pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. That is scientifically the only way to ascertain as to whether Eddie would eat something or not. If we get a jackpot on that machine, I mean, sure, he'd eat it. However, if we get mismatched reels, then it's all about this. <laughs> Sorry, Bree. Bree hates you right now. Grab your cup. <laughs> On this day in 1997, George Chambers died at the age of 69. He was the prime minister of Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. The Republic of Trinidad and Tobago is the southernmost island country in the Caribbean, known for its, of course, tourism. It's a beautiful island. Yeah. People love to go there on vacation, but it's also stinking rich with uh, fossil fuel wealth. As oh, well. is it? A lot of oil down oh. there. He was the... Prime Minister from 1981 to 1986. They're at Trinidad and Tobago. Do you like the? Have you ever been to the Caribbean? I've been to Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. So the southern side is sort of right. Yes, yeah. I did a um, cruise. Yeah, with my my now ex wife mm -hmm. Carrie. You remember Carrie, right? I, yeah, I recall. I, you remember my yes. ex wife yes. Carrie. You remember when she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember when I used to be married to her. I remember we did a whole podcast. About oh that. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, so we did a cruise of the, uh, Caribbean or Caribbean, Caribbean depending on how you, depending on what movie it. you're watching. That's right. And I fell in love with that part of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I could go back. And the clear think. water is really cool. All of it. I'm not an ocean guy, but like when we went to the Southern part of Puerto Rico and the water is crystal clear and you're like, this is crazy. I like the boat drinks. I like the steel drums. Yeah. I like the people. I like the laid back attitude. When I heard that Sean Connery died in the Bahamas in his sleep, I was like, that's how I want to go. Because that place, that whole part of the world is just really... Well, uh, you can do a podcast from the Bahamas. That's true. You could pack up shop. I don't know if I want to deal with hurricanes, though. It's the only drawback. That's true. Every place has a drawback. Yeah. And hurricanes... And that is Hurricane Alley. ...are theirs, yes. Anyway, so Trinidad and Tobago, the most popular dish, the dish that they are known for, their most famous dish down there... Uh, in terms of Caribbean food, mm -hmm. is called Callaloo. Callaloo, Eddie Pence. Okay. Very popular Caribbean vegetable dish. Now, it's usually made with an indigenous leaf vegetable that grows there on the islands known as amaranth. Sometimes it's made with taro. Sometimes it's made with xanthosoma. I have no idea what you're talking about. These are all basically, when I say all of these, think spinach. Okay. okay. It's basically a leafy, leafy. Gr leafy green vegetable. Gotcha. Uh, in fact, some people make callaloo here in the States, and they do substitute spinach for it. So okay. let's just assume I'm going to make you a big plate of callaloo. So it's just a plate of leaves. I'm going to use spinach. Well, no, okay. because it's not just What's like a salad. It? Okay. You have to cook the spinach or the uh, taro, whatever you're using. Okay. And uh, callaloo is um, uh, boiled leaves, mm -hmm. then okra, coconut milk, some roasted pumpkin, onions, bell peppers, seasonings, and then usually crab, some crab meat, or you can use pigtails if... Uh, oh, like if the curly little thing if you're hard floating up, in the... If you're hard up on fuck? meat, if you're hard up on meat, if you can't come across any crab... Have a finger floating around in your soup. <laughs> you got to have a little extra meat in there. You can use the pigtails as well. No. But, but um, 
Callaloo. So it's like a stew or yes. soup? Yes, basically it's like it's a like stew. It's like a crab meat stew? It's not, it's not watery like a soup. It's much heartier like a stew. There's big leaves floating around with meat. No, have you seen creamed spinach? You ever seen creamed spinach? Yes. It has the, the similar texture oh, so and look. Oh, it's thick like of, that. Yes, it's a stew. It's a, it's a hearty vegetable dish. Callaloo is the name of the most popular dish in Trinidad and Tobago. Is that something Eddie Pence would like to eat? Let's find out by pulling the handle of that slot machine. Here we go. One Kalaloo, two Kalaloos in. I'm going to say no, mm. just because I, I, I'm i not familiar. I can't even picture it in my head oh, what it looks like. It sounds so good to I me. like the crab meat. I like all of it. I'm about it. the crab meat, but I don't know what this Kalaloo thing is. Do you like cream spinach? Not really. Oh, that's one of my I favorite don't, desserts. I don't like spinach, but I don't mind spinach dip, like the stuff you put the crackers well, that's in. that's mostly dip. Okay. It's just a little bit of spinach floating around. So that's probably why I tolerate it, because there's less spinach But like creamed spinach, like when you go to a steakhouse and you get a big side of creamed spinach, that's what this kind of reminds me of. Not a spinach person. Oh, so good. No. Mm. Big, big no. Kalaloo. 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 All right. Well, what do you know? Another disappointment. Mm. And that's today's (laughs) Hello, Death. Hello, Death. You're dead now. So shut up. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for all the entertainment news in a segment I call the showbiz beat. You watch The Walking Dead or you're Walking Dead fan? I never got into it. I never did either. But I know it's a very popular program. It's coming up at the end of its run over there at AMC. And they're having six upcoming bonus episodes of season 10. One of those is going to feature, I'm assuming it's a flashback, of Negan's dead wife, Lucille. You know, he named his uh, baseball bat that's wrapped in barbed wire Lucille after his wife who died of cancer before the zombie apocalypse. Gotcha. So I'm assuming this will be a flashback. But we know who will play Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character's wife. It'll be his real-life wife. Hillary Burton has been cast hmm. as the character. That's cool. If you watched One Tree Hill, you know who Hillary is. Or if you watched uh, White Collar, yeah. which is a show that I really enjoyed over there on TNT. Was it TNT or TBS? I think it's TNT. I think it was on. I think it was TNT. Yeah. Anyway, she was great on that show. And they're a lovely couple. And they used to live around the corner from me. Really? When I was over in Studio City. Oh. they um, Our backyards were up against each other. Did you guys ever hang out? No. And I've told this story before. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think he's awesome. And I get the sense we would be great pals. Why didn't you uh, snoop and try to... I did. Oh, you did? I would take Reggie on <laughs> long, oh, that's right. I pointless walks <laughs> around the block. Just wandering in front of his and house. And I would walk back and forth across the stretch of block where he lived, assuming at some point he would come out. You would think. 
there was a basketball hoop there and he had motorcycles and stuff. I said, he's going to be out here to like look at his motorcycle or something. And that at that point, I would spark up a conversation and it would be the beginning of an enormously uh, intimate friendship. Was he never the on the old radio show? He was never on guest? the old radio show. Nope. Oh, that would have been a perfect way to connect that. Never crossed paths That's with crazy. man. And then eventually they moved to uh, like Idaho or something. They oh, live really? on one of those farms or ranches yeah, for or them. something. Not good for them because now I can't be friends with Jeffrey <laughs> Dean Morgan. And we would have been such good pals. You guys would have had, what a friendship that would have been. Oh, it would have been like <laughs> Butch and Sundance. He, and a lot of people don't remember this show, and if you get a chance to find it, I guess you'd have to go to the Stars website, because I yeah. think it was on Stars. It was a show called Magic City, and it took place in Miami during the early 1960s, when Miami was sort of like the hot spot for tourism. Yeah. And he played the owner of a hotel down there who was involved with the mob and everything. It was an, a, a great, Magic great, City. great series that sadly only lasted two seasons. When, around, when was it on? Um, beginning of, I guess, the mid-2000s. Mid yeah. 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 <laughs> great, great stuff. So check it out if you got a chance. Speaking of television, yeah. what did you think of uh, Mando oh, Mandalorian 2 Episode 1? It's Chapter 9. Chapter Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! Well, there was first. There was eight episodes. Ha 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 ha! You it's technically Star chapter Wars nine. Boy. It's technically chapter nine. It's not. It's, it's first episode of season two or chapter nine. Uh, it was amazing. It was I great. I haven't seen it yet. They, they, Favreau and Dave Filoni strike the perfect balance between like sort of fan service. Hey, Dave Filoni, how you go? You're such a good boy, <laughs> Davey. You make it such a good, oh, chapter nine is so nice. They do. They strike a balance between fan service and telling a good story at the same time. Yeah. So like the diehards get the, the nuggets and the Easter eggs. The nugs. And the nugs. And the people are the casual viewers like, oh, this is a compelling story. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I went to find it on my TV. And for some reason, my Disney Plus is not working. Did it lapse? Did you not make a payment? I believe I did. <laughs> I think I signed up for a monthly deal. Oh. So I don't know. You I need got to get on it. Look into it's it. It's pretty good. Because I don't want to watch it on my computer. I want to watch no. it on a screen. Big screen. It needs a big screen. Yeah. Uh, TV Note 2, by the way, if you haven't watched this, kids, worth your time for sure. Over there on, geez, I want to get this right, Netflix. Yeah. The Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Is that good? Boy, is that good. I scrolled past that last night. It is um, really, really good. Hmm. And I recommend it. It's an easy watch. I think it's only uh, six, seven episodes or something. But it's a limited series. And boy, everybody is just terrific. Same kind of time period, early 1960s. Okay. She plays a, a chess prodigy. And you wouldn't think chess would be very exciting or involving as a spectator sport. But it absolutely is. And it's wildly entertaining. And it's uh, it's all good yeah. things. So. Okay. There you go. There's your TV tips for what's going on. <laughs> and speaking of tips, yeah. a Playboy model is upset with Southwest <laughs> Airlines because she was traveling with her seven-year-old son, and she said she was humiliated and embarrassed by Southwest Airlines when they said she couldn't fly on that plane while wearing the low-cut leopard print top that she had on. <laughs> her name is Eve Marie. She's 26. She was headed from Dallas to Tulsa. And she said the crew member told her she'd have to change out of that outfit or she wouldn't be allowed to fly. Really? Mortified. She was humiliated, Eddie Pence. And then I saw her picture. And her cans are just barely covered by a thin strip 
of leopard print clo- uh, cloth. So much you wouldn't want her on the flight? <laughs> no, I would want her on the flight, but it's absolutely one of those outfits where yeah. if you were there with your kids or let's say you were perhaps a little more prudish than myself, yeah. you'd be like, that's unnecessary. That's inappropriate it's flight just, wear. It's unnecessary. You don't have to dress like that. <laughs> She's a stunning young girl, and I can completely understand why she would like to show off. Yeah. But come on. You're making people uncomfortable. And I think it's ridiculous that we're made uncomfortable by breasts or sexuality in general. Across the board, please understand that I don't support prudish behavior in any stretch of the imagination. But some people are made uncomfortable. Yeah. And she could have easily put on a shirt. Yeah. That covered. She could have gone to the gift shop. More than an eighth of her breast, (laughs) which is what it looked like she was covering. And she was taking selfies of herself to show that she wasn't being lewd and against the the southwest airline policy but it was pretty uh, pretty mm. risque what offended me was she had her mask down around her mouth Ugh. with her nose out with her nose out i hate those fucking people why bother that's normally that's where it goes in the in the nose indeed so she's complaining about southwest saying i'm an a-list member on southwest i have a credit card with southwest <laughs> I have perks that Congratulations. allow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, big deal. It's like a, the, it's like an Amex black card. The you, bus of the sky. You That's got great. The Southwest credit card. Congratulations. <laughs> she says, being a loyal customer, I felt like the other women on the plane were judging me based on my attire, and they were saying my breasts are too large. Well, that's something I can't help, she said. Well, she got some help from a, a doctor yeah, at obvious. some point to get them that large. I guarantee. <laughs> Yeah, those aren't natural, right? Those were not, in my opinion, no. So anyway, she's upset with Southwest. Southwest offered her $100 as compensation. She said that's not enough to make up for the humiliation. So it smells like a lawsuit is in the office. Yeah, it sounds like it. And we'll have to wait and see. But um, Good times. Here's the problem. She said that was her uh, her transfer flight. She already taken one leg of her trip. This was the second flight. Oh, so she's already on a Southwest. She had flight. already been on a Southwest flight, and no one said anything. Well, then to she her. has a lawsuit on her hand at that point. It, it seems like their policy is a little iffy because it is a judgment call. Who's to say what's lewd or right. obscene or whatever? It, it's it goes case by case, yeah. right? That's it. Sounds like she has something on her. Yeah. So wait and see, but. Uh, Worth a look if you're looking for those photographs. <laughs> I'll take a peek and maybe, maybe, maybe my call. Just, you know, from a legal right. perspective, just to get an idea. Uh, more pretty girls taking pictures of themselves. Ashley Graham, we've talked about her before. 33-year-old plus-size model. Caused a stir a couple weeks ago by uh, posting a nude selfie of herself. Some people say that uh, her body is more representative of the average woman in America than most models in that particular case. Probably. Uh, I happen to agree. And she looked great in my opinion. Now in this uh, photo that she released this week, her arm was lifted up and she had unshaven armpits, Eddie Pence. Uh. A lot of people are spinning out about the unshaven armpits. I'm not a fan of hairy armpits, but if you don't want to shave your armpits, I don't give a shit. Armpits don't bother me. It, I don't, I'm not attracted I'm to I'm not it. spending a lot of time there. No, but. So if you don't want to shave your armpits, then live your life. I'm, I'm, I prefer someone who's shaved, but yeah. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to call someone out for not shaving their armpits if they don't want to shave them. Well, you have no business being on the internet then, Eddie Pence, because a lot of people are very upset with her. And some people, of course, are like, you go, hairy girl. And they're all like pro hair. So. <laughs> A lot of, everyone has to pick a side on yeah. every single issue. Always has to be sides. I don't mind. Uh, I'm like, if I had a pre- if I had to have a preference, I guess I would say smoother is just more physically uh, appealing yeah. to me because I like to touch smooth skin on yeah. the woman. 
That's why I don't like uh, hair on legs uh, necessarily. No, shave. I like shaved legs and I shaved like, hair. I like smoothness. But like smooth if you don't skin. want to, and I'm not with you, I don't really care. Yeah, just saying. If you gotta have hair someplace. Pits is not a bad place. Butthole's not bad. Oh my god. <laughs> to our friends in the UK, condolences. You lost a good one this week. John Sessions, very funny Scottish actor and comedian has passed away at the age of 67. If you ever watched the UK version of Whose Line It Is It yes. Anyway, he was one of the regular contestants on that show, and he was enormously talented and funny and sharp. What a quick wit. He was also on a bunch of shows like uh, QI, very popular panel show over there, and Spitting Image, and just uh, enormously talented. He did a ton of TV as well, Doctor Who and Sherlock and Shameless and Outlander and all kinds of shows like that. Very talented man, sad news. Died at the age of 67. Mm. And speaking of sad news, well, I guess it's not sad. Britney Spears posted a video to let all of her fans know that she's fine. You know, she's going through this battle with her father over her conservatorship. Right. And she wants out and he wants to stay. And there's a lot of people getting involved. There's a lot of legal wrangling going on. And so the uh, Free Britney movement has yeah, started conspiracies up. swirling about. That this. they're keeping her yes. doped up and yes. she's locked in a cage somewhere and right. they won't let her out. So she released a video saying she's fine. I'm the happiest I've ever been, mm. she says in this video. Here's the audio for the video that she released on Instagram. You tell me. Hi, so I know that there have been a lot of comments and a lot of people saying a lot of different things about me, but I just want to let you guys know that I am fine. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life, and I'm sending all of you guys a lot of prayers, wishes, and um, a lot of love. That's it. Yeah. Sounds like someone's off their meds to me. A little bit. Yeah. But there's she so many. Sound happy. No, it doesn't sound happy. I've heard I've heard hostage videos were more convincing but than that. They've heard, I've heard conspiracies where when she does put out a video, there's always some sort of secret message she's putting out there oh. to warn people like I'm not really safe. Someone come oh, help me. Oh, I got like you. there's all sorts of weird shit going on Is with there, this free Britney so movement. Spears anon. Yes, steps in and they've they've got the secret messages they're getting. Pretty much. Yeah. Look, I just hope she's well, no matter what. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on November fourth. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is 51 years old today. He's got his new autobiography out. Yeah. Green lights. Yeah. Because when life gives you green lights, sometimes you get a red light or a yellow light, but that also eventually turns to a green light. So you got to know when life's putting those red lights up in front of you, you're just waiting up. You got to look for another place to go. You got to take maybe the back alley down around the, the, the merchandise where you go there and through the back door, and then you go out the front and get your cash register. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever he says. So you read the book? Yes, it's very good. <laughs> Rapper, producer. Actually, I worked with Matthew on that movie, Two for the Money, and yeah. he could not have been a uh, I've heard kinder, nothing. sweeter, gentler man. But good things about him. And, but that is for real. Yeah. That is not an act he's putting on. Yeah. He is uh, got a head full of a lot of ideas, <laughs> and he's not afraid to share them. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Rapper, producer, Sean P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Dua Diddy Combs. Is 51 years old today. Now, y'all gonna have to get the hell on out of here. It's time for me to wash my ass. Yeah, we have to go. He has to wash his ass. <laughs> Actor Loretta Swit, Hot Lips Houlihan, uh. on the classic television series MASH. She's 83 years old today. Survivor host Jeff Probst. <laughs> He's 59 years old today. Kathy Griffin is 60 years old today, comedian and actress. 
Um, we used to be friends. She doesn't like me anymore. Really? Yeah, we're not friends oh, anymore. It's too bad. She said I didn't support her when oh. she went through that uh, Trump, uh, right? The whole the severed severed head, severed head photo thing. Mm. Yes, uh, she said I didn't have her on the radio, and so, I abandoned her. Was that her. your responsibility? It was not my call. to book her no, on the radio no, show. It was not my call, and I reached out to her to be on this program, right? And she uh, gave me a a. a terse angry response still holding on to it still holding wow so i wish her well i always liked kathy saxophonist tim burton not the movie maker but the saxophonist for the mighty mighty boss tones is 57 years old today Marky Post from Night Court is 70, actor Ralph Macchio, the second most famous Ralph in the world. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys were one and two. 59 years old today. <laughs> and singer-guitarist Chris Difford of Squeeze, one of my favorite bands. He's 66 today. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And speaking of some of my favorite people from the Ukraine, Ukraine, UK, like Chris Difford, Steve Ashton's one of my favorite people from the UK. He is our UK correspondent. He drops by a couple times a week to give us the update of what's happening over there in the UK with the UK update. Well, I guess that would go without saying. Yes, it's an update yes. from the UK, so we'll call it the UK update. <laughs> I did not get much sleep. <laughs> hey, Steve. Oh, Ralph, after the other weekend, you may contest. <laughs> after the other weekend, you make Hunter S. Thompson look like Hunter Biden. <laughs> uh, or vice versa, I don't know. Whichever one took one, took more drugs. Right. <laughs> Anyway, insipid alpaca Ed Sheeran's in the news. <laughs> What's up with Ed? Um, Ed Sheeran has put one of his artworks for sale for the first time as part of a charity auction. Now, he's donated the work to the Ed Sheeran Made in Suffolk auction, which is raising money for children and young people. That's good of him, isn't it, Ralph? Yes. Although, as far as branding's concerned, I'd like to maybe make a tweak on the name for the auction. Instead of calling it Ed Sheeran Made in Suffolk, they could call it Ed Sheeran Shout Out in Suffolk. <laughs> it's got a bit more truth to it. Anyway, look, so it's the first and only time that one of his paintings has been made available for sale. Now, the colourful work is called Dab 2 because Dab has been Sheeran's nickname for his father, uh, John, since childhood. Now, this is the second painting that he's given his dad, but this time it's for auctioning. Now, his father, John, said, Ed has been creating art since he was a child. Mm. Well, clearly he stopped creating art before he began music, didn't he? <laughs> That's certainly not what his music is. He said, it's like a visual equivalent of one of his upbeat songs. I'm going to say that line again in case there's a callback to it at the end of this segment. Fair enough. It's it's like a visual equivalent of one of his upbeat songs. Now, um, back to business. Funds will also benefit the Zest charity, part of the St. Elizabeth Hospice in Ipswich, which helps teenagers and young adults with progressive and incurable illnesses, mm. and an organization called G Wiz. 
that helps is helping to redevelop a playground for children with special educational needs and disabilities. I wish he'd just fucking stop with this, Ralph. I'll be honest. What? Well, look, of course, you know, I support charities. I volunteer myself. I donate. Uh, but with his constant contribution to people, especially young people, it's forcing me to have to separate the man from his music. Oh, I see. And I just don't know if I'm prepared to do that right now. <laughs> okay. Now, the uh, auction runs until November the 8th, and it's now open to online bidders if you want to get a little piece of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> but lots of other people have donated stuff. Kylie Minogue's donated some stuff. So is David Beckham. So there are other stuff um, to bid for. Anyway, let's get on to someone who I will never separate from his music, Sir Elton John. Yes. Now, apparently, Sir Elton John tried to get Vladimir Putin into his dis sorry into disco music. <laughs> what? I know this is bizarre, isn't it? BBC political journalist Andrew Marr revealed that Sir Elton had attempted to recruit him to deliver a Donna Summer album uh, to the notoriously anti-LGBTQ Russian leader ahead of an interview with him. Now, Marr explained. I interviewed Putin at the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics, and there was a big controversy with a lot of the LGBTQ people because of the anti-gay propaganda coming out of the coming out of Russia at the time. I was going to interview him, and I happened to see Elton very shortly beforehand, and he said, "I'm not going to tell you what to say or do. I just want you to give him a Donna Summer album," and he handed it over to me. <laughs> but also, give him a kiss from me. <laughs> I thought, I just can't go up to the president of Russia and kiss him and give him a Donna, Donna Summer album. He might tell me to, fuck off, comrade. <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, see. Um, uh, and old Reg. Oh, bless him. He better be careful with shit like that, though. You never know what Putin might do to him with, you know, with his track record. Elton may end up swallowing something that makes him ill. Mm-hmm. You know, like Rod Stewart did in the 1970s. Uh, okay. Anyway, I've got to go now, Ralph. Yes, uh, I am doing some painting myself today. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to do what Sheeran's father said about his art—a visual equivalent to one of his upbeat songs. You know, from what I said earlier. Right. Um, yes, uh, I'm going to be doing the same as if you couldn't guess uh, where this was going. Um, <laughs> do you like, by the way, how I'm employing the Brechtian Verfremdungs effect? You know, distancing. You know, taking a, a narrative perspective and distancing the audience from the joke. I was just thinking anyway, that. Anyway, back to it. <clears throat> yes, I'm going to be taking a reproduction of Gustav Klimt's The Maiden, uh, cutting up into one-inch square pieces, mixing it with some warm pig intestines, <laughs> eating that, and then shitting it out, shitting it out all over a canvas, because that's the visual equivalent of one of his upbeat songs. God. Oh, no. uh, and I, do you know what? I've just come up with an idea for Munching Monday as well. <laughs> well I'll, let, wanna hear, I'll let Eddie yeah, know. Wanna, yeah, I want to hear him use his uh, new catchphrase. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, I'll talk to you on Friday. Steve, of course, will be joining us Friday as well with another UK update and to uh, make his pick for the Video Vault nice. segment as well. Today is Wednesday, so it's time for us to find those artists who only had that one moment of greatness, their one-hit wonders. It's the one-hit wonder! One-hit wonder! One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's one-hit wonder hails from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, she was the daughter of a noted classical musician, and she joined the Canadian Opera Company's Children Chorus in her youth, so you know she could sing. 
She was classically trained as a pianist as well, but at 15, she dropped out of school and joined a touring band playing synthesizer and singing in their shows. She had various jobs, musical jobs, like an organ player in church or piano bars or doing commercial jingles. She would do anything that paid the rent, but she wanted to have a life in music. Eventually, she cut a demo tape, and she was signed to a label which relocated her to New York and then to Los Angeles. Now, unfortunately, she and the label did not get along because even though she had never recorded an album before, she insisted on writing, producing, and performing all of the music on her album. Huh. And the label that she was with balked at that idea, yeah. saying, you have not done anything. Right. Why do you get to make those demands? So... She left that label, and she eventually hooked up with Warner Brothers Records, who agreed to sign her on her own terms, writing, producing, and performing everything on every track of her album. Rare for a debut yes. artist, to say the least. I would right? imagine, yeah. She was also known for her unique and unusual fashion style, which included a hairstyle made of spikes on the top of her head, but then long ankle-length uh, braids hanging down from the back of her head. And she had a, a nose piercing that was chained, ran a chain from her nose to her ear. Okay. She had a unique look. Yes. At the time, she was such a control freak, the press labeled her the female prince. <laughs> but she, without all the success. Yes. Prince had had a long yes, he had. career of success. Yes. She had all the attitude of prince and none of the hits. <laughs> anyway, our pal Nayef from Kuwait called in for today's One Hit Wonder. Hey, Ralph, and yo-ho, Odie. This is Naive from Kuwait, and here's another submission of Pop Mine for One Hit Wonder, and I really hope you consider this one. Jane Childs, I don't want to fall in love. Thank you, guys. Keep on the good work. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Naive. Yes, I don't want to fall in love. Peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1990. The song was also a huge hit on the R&B chart, peaking at number six, hmm. which is rare for a white artist. But the reason that was a hit is because no one knew she was white because she sounded like a black <laughs> artist. And so a lot of people in the R&B community enjoyed her music. When it was released in Europe, I Don't Want to Fall in Love became a, uh, a modest success. The single stalled at number 22 on the UK charts, largely because she refused to appear on the most popular TV music program of the time, Top of the Pops. The single was climbing the charts, and it could have pushed her into the top 10. But she said, I don't want to be a sellout by going on television and performing Come my music. On. Is there any wonder why this was a one-hit wonder, this woman? Wow. Anyway, it was a smash hit here in the States and also in Canada as well. I Don't Want to Fall in Love, 1990, from today's one-hit wonder, Jane Child.
1993, she released her second album with uh, similar demands, and <laughs> the album was not a success. The label dropped her, and she kept a pretty low profile for the rest of the decade. Her third and latest album, Surge, was released in the year 2001. It was on her own label, mm. and that also died a oh. horrible, horrible death. Last time we've heard from Jane Child, she recorded a cover for a Tina Turner tribute album called What's Love, a tribute to Tina Turner. And she did a cover of We Don't Need Another Hero from Thunderdome yes, from yes. Mad Max. Mad Max 3. It is a completely unnecessary <laughs> cover. And here's a little taste of that. So there's no future in karaoke wow. for her either. She seems like her own worst enemy. Like she, she was the reason she was a one-hit wonder. I get the sense that she made it so difficult for anyone to help her along the way. Yes, exactly. That she uh, hassled herself out of a career. Basically, wow. uh, currently she's living here in Los Angeles. Maybe she's a listener. Who knows? Well, maybe. Sorry. She's married to the uh, guy who does all the music on Let's Make a Deal. Okay. Yeah. So I hope they're happy. I hope they're happy too. Whatever they're doing. And she is today's one-hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. All right, kids, that's it for today's show. Come on back tomorrow, why don't you? We're going to have fun. It's never as fun without you. It's time for sex tomorrow. As you know, Thursday's mm. Sex University Day. Also, we'll take a look at the entertainment news. More of your participation as well. Always a good time with you guys here on the Ralph Report. But in order to come back, you got to take care of yourselves. So I need you, please. Stay the fuck at home. If you can, then keep washing those hands real good. Stay good in the hood. And a little distance is in order. Stay sweet at six feet. That's right. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>